Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hi, this is Laurel, and welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks, the podcast that talks about how to make money, how to keep money, how to invest it for great returns, and how to do it with the team. So we are on every week, always talking to great people about ways to make money, invest it, what are they doing. And all of you know, I'm a five-time New York Times bestseller. I'm really considering coming out for another one, one big old one because there's two new asset classes in the world called blockchain technology and crypto and cannabis. That's all kind of together. Probably going to have to write about all the marijuana millionaires we're going to make. So books are essential. Books are a brochure. I say books are your brains on paper. You know, somebody asked me the other day, what's our total revenues from our books? And I said, well, the books don't really make you money. The book's a sexy brochure. But if you build the, the right business around it, I mean, we've done hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue from books. So today I have... Leap Publishing with me, Melanie and Jen are with me, and they are going to join my community sometime, but they're brilliant women. I see them at shows all the time, and we have a great time, and they are really smart. And they, you know what I like the most? They actually get your damn book written. So those of you who haven't written a book, they're going to talk about why you should write a book for your business, because you all need one. So welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So talk a little bit about how you came together and your business in general first, just because I think a lot of people don't know how businesses just did you just make it up one day? You were friends and said, hey, let's help people write books. How did the business begin? So, you know, sometimes a business finds you instead of you finding the business. So Jen and I were both brilliant at what we were doing. I used to own TV stations and, um, and she was running a web company and we were always growing and learning. So we were at one of those conferences that we were growing and learning. Jen had this fabulous idea. So Jen, you tell them the idea that you came up with. All right. Well, Melanie was on a hot seat. She was uh, donating villas. She has a private villa in Dominican Republic, and she was donating it to charities to earn money and for the charities and for herself. And, you know, I thought I need to go to Dominican. So we came up with the idea. Uh, We both had books. Um, By the way, we already had bestsellers. Melanie had two bestsellers and I had three bestsellers, uh, bestselling books on Amazon. And so I said, let's do a book writing retreat down in Dominican Republic. And that little joint venture started our company into elite online publishing, what it is today. Three years later, we published over 1,500 books on our own imprint on Amazon and 50 or well, almost, almost like 60 now authors that we've published on Amazon. And we've made them all number one bestsellers, uh, national and international bestsellers. That's awesome. Congratulations. So tell me... Why do people need a book for their business, really? Well, and you know, the thing you touched on, uh, Laura, was an investment, okay? A book is an investment. It's an asset. It's an asset that's going to generate you income, but not like you say what you think of getting all these book sales on Amazon and iBooks and uh, Barnes and Nobles. It's an asset that's going to raise your authority and expertise level. It's going to raise your visibility to the media. It's going to get you media gigs. It's going to get you speaking gigs. It's going to open so many different doors. So just a couple really quick stories. One of our authors, uh, Joshua Evans, he was working as a sales guy, right? And he decided he needed a shift in his life. And the way to do that was to take his message and 
and create a book. So he wrote the book, um, Enthusiastic You, and now he gets $12,000 for a speaking gig all because of his book. He spoke on the Queen Mary. He got the franchise for TEDx here in Texas, and that was because he was an author of a book. There's another really great friend of ours, John Cody. He uh, decided to write a book about mobile marketing. That's what he knew. And then he got asked to speak at a uh, travel convention for doctors for mobile uh, medicine, you know, tourism medicine. And so he didn't know anything about it. He could see that these doctors didn't really know much about marketing. And so he started interviewing them and making a bunch of recordings of doctors about uh, mobile tourism, about medical tourism. So he launched the podcast, had uh, mobile tourism. Next time, they asked him to come back as a keynote paid speaker. And then from that, he got a $300,000 gig as a consultant for the country of Belize. Now, that all started with his book. And he turned the podcast into a book, by the way. So it's all about getting that attention, raising the authority, using it as that business card. We also have another author, Marilyn Barber. She has a book, Dress Like You Mean Business. She commented on uh, a news anchor's Facebook post and the news anchor said, hey, I see you're an author. You know what? It's during the elections. We would love to have you come on our broadcast and talk about what the candidates are wearing. And she did such a great job. They gave her a regular segment after that. So those are the kind of opportunities you can't even quantify. Like if you get 10 new customers because of your book, what is the lifetime value of that customer worth? So that's really what the book is. And, you know, coming from the TV background, I sold airtime, right? You know, a commercial comes and goes, it's gone. People got to search your YouTube video, but that book is around all the time you have that asset for the rest of your life. And Amazon promotes you as well. That's awesome. Let's go a different, a little bit different direction. So just so we're all clear, books are a brochure. They can make you a little money. It's the business around the money. When I started mine, I was doing real estate tours and we had our big table, you know, mentoring our mastermind group, had other coaching programs. But since then, you know, fast forward to 2018, those have allowed me credibility now after all these years to, you know, go raise hundreds of millions of dollars on the investing side, whether it's a gas and oil project, whether it's a real estate project, currently a real estate for cannabis project. I mean, you don't know where the trajectory is, where, where and where it's going to lead you. And just like you said, like, I want to meet the TEDx guy because, you know, I'd love to go to Texas and do a little TED Talks. Even though I talk too much, I don't know how I'd ever speak in 10 to 14 minutes. We'll figure <laughs> that out. Um, <laughs> but the, the business around it is also what, you know, we all work with you on as you're listening. So I want to go a little bit different direction. Talk about the myths about writing a book. And yeah, I just think there's, there's a lot of myths. And I know you guys have your different ways and a lot of people talk a different way. And some people like to tippy type their book away. I talk my book. I know I already have the content in my head. I usually pick the partner in the content space and we just interview each other and we record it just like we're talking today. And several hours later, there are thousands of pages of, you know, just transcription that goes to editing that very quickly goes into some sexy book, you know, that somebody actually knows how to do because I don't. I just know that I have damn good content. So the first myth is you don't have to type it. And I'm going to let you ladies continue. <laughs> yeah. And I'll just continue on with that because I think, you know, a lot of people say, well, I just don't have time to write my book. And what they're really saying is I don't have time to type it or I don't have time to sit down and write it. And that's where it comes in, Laura. Like, just like you said, talking your book is we have to utilize technology today. And there's actually an app I've been using. Um, your listeners can write this down. This is the best app I've found in the last couple of months. It's called Otter, O-T-T-E-R. Dot AI for artificial intelligence. So otter.ai. 
and it's a transcription app. So you can record anything or you can upload an MP3 file and it will transcribe it for you. So instantly you have this transcription and it's free right now. So it's a really great tool. We were paying for transcriptions before this, or if you, you know, people talk about Dragon Software or whatever, but you can talk your book really quickly, or maybe you can just talk your, you know, while you're driving in the car, you have a thought come into your head, or even when you're at a meeting, like if you give presentations and speaking all the time or any kind of thing that you're doing, you can record that and use that part, that transcription in your book. So I think the biggest myth is people say, I don't have time. Well, with technology today, you have all the time in the world. You just got to use that technology. And another great way is to repurpose your content. There's a quick story. These mm-hmm. guys have blog posts. So people may have blog posts already. They may have content on their newsletter. They may have brochures that they have already out. So we love to repurpose your content. There's these guys who had all these blog posts. So they decided to curate and get the best blog posts and put them together. They published a book. And then from the book, it became a movie. And it was a great movie. It was called The Minimalist. So it goes to show you, you may have something that's sitting on the shelf already. We have a friend of ours who had an ebook partially done. It was sitting on the shelf. He decided to pull it off, publish the book, put it into a sales funnel. And he started getting the first weekend he put it out there, he got a thousand leads. So repurposing what you have is huge. Look what you have in your inventory first. Um, and that saves a whole lot of time. Again, you just send it to a ghostwriter, editor. They put it all together and let it all make sense. And Shazam, you got a book with stuff you had just sitting on the shelf. Awesome, awesome. And let's just go one more. Uh, and it kind of goes to our next question is what's our fastest, best way to write a book? How do you help people? Like, here's what I also see is that a lot of folks, they worry about the sequencing. I'm going to call it of the book. Like I, I look at The Millionaire Maker, right? The Millionaire Maker, My Yes Energy became books that never started out being that book. So I use a lot of focus groups, which I have a huge database. So I can just say, you know, hey, I'm uh, going to write a book about this. What do you all want me to write about? I never started being the millionaire maker. McGraw-Hill, through a focus group in New York, created that and then titled me that. So what, what do you say to all those people who think they have to, and women are especially do this, they have to have it all perfect. They have to have it in order. I always say my yes energy, you know, being perfect means poverty because it's never going to happen. There's no such thing. What do you say to all of those folks? Because it is about speed. It's about efficiency. It's about get your word out as fast as you can. Talk through that a little bit. So here's one of the fastest ways we think to get a book done. We call it the 10 by 10 by 3. So people are always asking you the same questions about your book, about your business, your expertise all the time. You're at a dinner party and they're questioning you, well, what about this? Well, what about that? And you could go on and on and on. So if you take, literally take five minutes write down as many frequently asked questions that you get about your business or service, and then write down all the should ask questions. Like what are the questions that if they knew what you knew they should be asking? I mean, like Laurel, uh, you know, I'd be thinking, well, what I should, what kind of, you know, what should I be doing with my retirement fund? And you should be saying, no, what kind of retirement fund should you have? Right. I mean, you gave people all this stuff. They should have a Roth, not the 401k because you're the expert, you know, stuff that they don't know. So think about those should ask questions, do a data dump of those. And then what you want to do is layer those with a story. So you have the answer to those questions, but then layer a story with it that people can relate to, whether it's a story that personally happened to them, maybe it's a story of somebody they knew, or it could be a story they even read about, about a famous person that illustrates that, and then give the aha moment that ties the answer and the question and the story together. I always say it's kind of like a minister, right? They're all teaching the same Bible, but they're giving the scripture, they're telling a real life story that illustrates it, and then they tie it in of how that applies to your life. So it's the same thing with the book that you want to do. And here's another great thing you can do when you say, 
well, you know, I, you've got a list and you've got focus groups. Well, how about if you just go and create your book as Facebook Live? So you start putting the content out there and you can start with that 10 by 10 by 3 and asking people as you go, well, what are some of the things that happened to you? Are you interested in this? I'm talking about this. And then record. You've got it recorded right there, but you're getting feedback. And so you can tweak the content based on the feedback you're getting as you're talking the book out on Facebook Live and getting it recorded. Those are some mm-hmm. really great ways. That's right. And Melanie, you know, the, the Facebook groups... Um, you can do that Facebook Live in the niche or in the, you know, you've got your little focus group right there inside the Facebook group. So that is a really great way to do it. Awesome. Talk about create space. I mean, what's your thought on how people use that? I know a lot of books on Amazon are done that way. Do you need to have just an ebook, an audio book, a print book, all of the above? What's your opinion on all of that? Because I think a lot of people, there are some experts, I'm going to call them that say, you know, just get a 20 page little ebook out and magically you'll be an Amazon bestseller. And that's all you really need. Like, I actually haven't done what I've done. Don't don't really agree that it's that simple and that it should be that small. Create space is a good tool. So kind of talk through the composition, call it different books. Yeah, we love CreateSpace. Um, you know, there's a bunch of other companies like CreateSpace you can use like Ingram Spark or Lightning Source, which is the same company, Ingram. But the, the truth is, is that you want your book in every reader's hands. So not everyone reads a book on a Kindle or on an iBook or on a Google book or whatever device they're using, right? Not everyone does. A lot of people like the physical book. So you really need to have an ebook and a paperback book. And the people who say, oh, you just need a quick, you know, 50-page ebook and throw it up there. Well, why not take that 50-page ebook, add more stories and more, a few more quotes and make it a paperback? You can do a five by eight, which is really small, or the standard size six by nine, and you've got your 100 to 150 page book just by adding a few things to it or using the 10 by 10 by three formula that Melanie was talking about. But having those two, starting with those two, the ebook and paperback, you actually can get that paperback book in someone's hands. You can have a book signing party. There's so many things you can do to show that you're an author. If you just have an ebook up on Amazon, yeah, it's an ebook, you know, there's no physical, tangible thing for, for people to see and hold and feel. So the other thing we always say is Audible. Audible is a huge, huge tool right now. Everyone's listening to Audible. So having your book on audio is a big thing. And, you know, there's actors who can read it for you that are really good at reading, really good at pronunciation, and it can make your book sound amazing. Now, if you're a high, a high profile figure, I recommend that you read your own book because people already know, like, and trust you. They want to hear your voice. So if people, if you have a big following, you'll want to read your own book. But it's really simple to do and you can get it up there. We've put quite a few audiobooks up for our authors and it's a great revenue stream as because some people don't read at all and they like to listen. They like they're driving in their car, they're busy, they're working out, and they want to listen to the book. And so having all formats is great. And again, hardback, having an, an hardback as well gives you that credibility. I know Laurel. Your New York Times bestseller books are hardback because that's what they publish is hardback. And why? Because they're they're lasting. They last forever and they look really great and they look very, very good and expert book. So we recommend all all of the platforms. And I want to make a little point too on the book. You know, the, the thing that's not good about those little tiny books is you really can't have your uh, the title of the book on the binding on the edge. So you want at least have 135 pages. So the title of the book can be on the side binding. So when it goes in a bookshelf, people can see the title of your book on the book. 
And Jen made a great case for the audiobook. In 2017, the fastest trending growth in book sales was audiobooks. And so far in 2018, that is continuing to be the case, the fastest growing trend. So if you want to be on the fastest growing trend um, and they're making a lot of money because you sell those books for like 14 bucks, 14 to $16 for an audiobook, that um, the profit margin is really big. So we highly recommend that you do an audiobook. And minimum e-back and paperback book because uh, Jen in her books to bucks has a great way that you can get in past the gatekeeper. I mean, you can't really mail your ebook, and if you email it, sometimes you won't open your email. But if you send a package from Amazon with your book in it to their office, to a CEO's office that you're trying to get into, it's going to get past the gatekeeper, and they're going to open that package on their desk and have that physical book in your hand. Right, and then they're going to read the little note that with it. Right, that says read page thirty-five. It's going to help your business. You know, that, whatever you want to say on the note, maybe you do a private video for them and have a link to YouTube and have a video of you. And um, there's so many ways to get in front of the people that want you want as clients. And let's talk a little bit about that. Um, I know, Laurel, you wanted us to talk about, you know, what to put in the book. There's a lot of stuff we want to make sure we don't leave out. A lead generation in each chapter is really important that you're sending the reader somewhere. Make sure you have all your social media contacts in there. Make sure in the first couple of pages when they're scanning the book, have somewhere you can send them where they're seeing if they haven't even bought your book, they can go right there and find where you want to take them on that first couple pages in the scanning. Another great thing to do for your book, you know, if your book is up on Amazon, you want to make sure you have an Amazon author page and that look inside, like Melanie's talking about on Amazon, you can click and look inside the book. And so on your first couple pages of your book, you want to have your call to action or your, um, where they can find you, where they can get that thing that you're selling them or the, the service that you're offering. And then the Amazon author page is huge. So Amazon will give you an author page with, you can add your bio, you can add links to your social media. You can add how many pictures is it? I think it's seven pictures and seven videos, your RSS feed. You can add a blog, all your blogs show up there. It's really a great tool that you can send to anyone, whether you're doing podcast interview or anything, you can say, check out my author page. It's just amazon.com slash author slash Jen Foster or Laura Langmeyer, whatever your, your page is. Exactly. So I'm gonna just gonna kind of get my, you know, gazillion books. I don't even know how many I'm in anymore. Forty two, fifty something. But the you know, the five New York Times were the big ones, right? So just some other tips for the rest of you on how to monetize. Number one is get the book out of your head as fast as you can. Well, here's what I always say about the spiritual side, having been in the secret of this, is if you have a lot of great content and you know you ladies know I think this just in life, is if you have a gift and a talent and you're really good at something and you don't deliver it, you're ripping people off because you're scared of like whatever you're scared of, you know, writing the book, having a talk, having a workshop, whatever the thing is you're supposed to be doing in life to actually contribute to the world. The other part though, how it aligns to the book is if you don't get the first book out, another one's not coming. And I just started really, really teaching that in the last year or two, because I mean, just content keeps coming and people say, how come you have so much content? And what I realized is when I wrote Guerrilla Wealth, which was like an act of God to get Jay Conrad Levinson to do it with me because he's a marketing guy, not a money guy. And I said, yeah, but I'm a Guerrilla Money girl. So we need to write a Guerrilla book on money. But that book literally within eight weeks had McGraw-Hill call me and say, oh my gosh, you need to be another. Right now, Susie's the only woman in the space. You have a very different conversation. Hence, a three New York Times series with McGraw-Hill. They called me Uh, a year later. Simon and Schuster called me and then Harper Collins. I went with Harper Collins. They called. So I never chased a book. They called me and said, Hey, the world's in a damn recession. This is 2009. 
you know, what should we do? So another book comes and the content will come. You, but what I think the message is in a lot of places in your life, you're not going to make money. You're not going to grow if you don't start. And I look back now at Gorilla Wealth and I laugh. I think, oh my God, I was such a baby. Like that content now and who I am today was such baby content. But you know what? That baby content still serves a lot of people in the world that are that place financially. So you're not going to get more. You're not going to get wealthier. Nothing's going to come to you more if you continue to like hold everything. That's money. That's life. That's ideas. Books just keep coming because I keep giving it. You ladies do the same. Like you've got to just get it out as fast as you can and then use resources. So the other thing I want to speak to just because I know you guys really pumped audiobooks and our audiobooks are getting edited right now is I am a speed reader. So that causes a hell of a problem to an audiobook. And then my fifth book, which was Hay House, Hay House demands or actually requires their author to do the audio. And I said, you don't understand. I speed read. I skip over words. I don't even know that I'm skipping over words. It took me damn near 20 hours to read my own book out loud to get an audiobook. So <laughs> if they require you to do it, um, I should have known that, but I didn't know that. So now I've hired somebody who has a very, you know, she teaches for me a lot. She's coached for me for 10 years. So I asked her to then do all my audiobooks. So again, like, yes is the answer to all of it. Figure out a way to get around it. So now um, by the end of the year, I'll have all my audiobooks done. Um, they were done by someone else um, because I don't know how to read out loud and I don't care, but I need that tool. I need that in the, on my tool belt. So if you're out there listening, I think that's why I'm bringing all these things up because there's always an excuse of why you can't do it. What are the excuses, G ladies here? Let's like do excuse cutting. Like there's just no excuse to not get your book out. <laughs> you know, I don't have a list yeah. to listen to my stuff. You know, well, if you get a darn book, then yeah. guess what? You'll start to get a list. We've got a friend of ours who's failed English five times and he is a three-time number one best-selling author and has great books with great content. So that's part of it. Or I have nothing to say. And another thing is budgetary constraint. Well, I don't know. I don't have the money to do it. Well, you know what? Like I say, it's an investment like anything else. Figure out the financial thing to make it work because it's a long-term investment that's going to keep giving and giving and giving them back to you and that you can update it anytime you want. Like your Gorilla book, if you wanted, you could go back and edit the content and update it and relaunch it and then create a new buzz around the same product that you still have. So it's really worth the investment if you're going to do it. It's just, there's no excuse for time. We've told you how to repurpose the content. We've told you um, that you don't have to be a writer to do it. You don't have to have a list to do it. You just have to make up your mind to do it. And that's what you want to do is have that as an asset. You have a retirement fund. You have different investments. This is an investment in you and your business. Yeah, I think one of the big things too I've heard of is, you know, I don't know grammar. I'm not very good at spelling. You know, I'm from Wyoming. I'm not either, but I have 11 books, right? And it's because I just talk my books. I have the ghostwriter editor do all that part, right? You don't have to, you be the expert at what you do. Let other people be the expert at what they do. Well, and let me mention real quick, you've got to have a great cover, no matter what, because that's the first thing they're going to see. No matter what's inside, you got to have a great cover. Otherwise, nobody's going to ever buy your book. And most people think your book, you know, they think about the cover being big and physically in their hands. You have to think about a cover being about the size of a quarter or smaller, really more like a nickel, because that's what they're going to see on Amazon. So you got to have great contrast. We have a whole team of graphic artists that specifically work on book covers. So, um, you know, you can hire different artists, but please don't do it yourself because I'm sure it will not turn out very pretty. And then that's going to kill the sales of your book right there. And you want to make sure you have a great title and subtitle. That's really important that you search the keywords. We use special um, software that we've invested in to search keywords and 
categories. So we make sure you're in the right categories to get the most sales to propel you to number one. And you want to make sure that there's a call to action in every story. Love it, love it, love it. So must-haves, last list. I want you to just do a quick list. What are the must-haves to have an extraordinary book? I was just going to say the, the big one is throwing your ego out the door and your perfectionism and just getting it done like Laurel said and taking that action and just getting the first one done. Sometimes you just have to get the first one done. So like we just did our, my 11th one, right? I had to get that first one done. And that's how you do it. You just got to get it, get it and do it. Yep. And cover, yep. have a great title, subtitle. Make sure you do your Amazon author page and uh, hire us to do it. Absolutely. And so um, if they want to have a conversation with you, how do you want them to uh, talk to you? Yeah, you can find us on uh, our website, EliteOnlinePublishing.com. And we have a free gift for you. You can get a free book of ours. It's called The Accomplishment and Success Story Starter. And you can start writing your book today by answering the questions in that book. You can go to our Facebook page. It's Facebook.com backslash Elite Online Publishing. And you can click on free book to get that book. Awesome. So you've been listening to Laurel's Real Money Talks. I hope this has helped you to uh, motivate you to get a book out. I would challenge you to do it in about three or four days. You literally can get the content done that fast. And then you hand it off to these ladies to make it look beautiful and get it to a bestseller list. So if uh, you have enjoyed the content, you have a question, you have a request, you want to just ask me any question. The uh, call to action from our podcast is always go to asklaurel.com. So it's A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L.com. Ask me any question, make a request, and we will be back with you like right away. That's what our team does. So ladies, thanks for being on the Laurel's Real Money Talks. And the rest of you stay tuned for next week's show. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week. Every week.